Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
the final four. Now, if I'm having a perfect bracket, my final four, I'm a little, I'm a little shaky with my final four. So if I got Warren on the phone and he said, yeah, 10 to 15, no taxes, straight up. If I could get the 15 off the rip, then then, then that's a wrap. We just going with the 15 because my, my final four is just not, I'm not comfortable with my final four. That's what I wanted to know. I am not comfortable and, with my final four. But you're talking about a billion dollars. Yeah, but that's how not confident I am with my final four. Like, I know Wichita State is not going to make it to the final four. I no, know that. But I don't trust Florida enough to make it to the championship game. I expect them to make it to the final four. But I don't know if I trust enough to say, you know what, Warren, no, I'm going to stay with going for a billion because I don't really, I don't trust Florida that much. Yeah, I think I have Michigan State beating Florida. As do I. And see, that's why I can't, I can't roll with, with, with Florida. But my surprise team, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that McDermott's not done and Creighton is going to make a deep run. Really? That's what I. That's that's what I'm feeling. The bracket is just shaped up really nice for them, for him to not even really exert himself too much in the first few rounds, and they're gonna get wins. And then mm-hmm. when he really needs to, he is going to really have a really good game. My issue is when he runs up on a defense from one of these power conferences, a defense that's like, you know what, we got enough good players that we can put two or three guys on you and keep the rest of your team at bay. Mm-hmm. Like, if they if they treat him like the Pistons used to treat the Bulls, like, yeah, Mike's going to get 30, 40, but Scotty's not going to score 10, and we're going to punch him in the nose when he comes down to <laughs> If they decide to play Creighton like that, do I truly believe that he can carry them against some of them, 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 them two or three seeds they're going to run up against? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Arizona, I don't trust. So I'm like, I'm looking at my Final Four. If Warren Buffett was like, hey, Terrence, you got a perfect bracket. You know, you want this 10 to 15 mil. Warren might, be, I might need somebody there with me that's like, look, negotiate with him. I might be trying to take the 10 before he re-looks at my bracket and realizes yeah. he might be able to go down to five. So that's my issue. Yeah. I'm not, I don't that's feel been the big question. Like, do you settle yeah, or do I'm you not. let it rise? Well, what about you? I would probably settle, but I would be very tempted to let it rise. I don't know, man. I don't. I can't. I can't be in that position where it where I lose. And then you think you wishing that you were taking the money. Hmm. I don't know, man. A billion dollars, I don't you never have to worry about another thing. You're right, but then I'd be mad and I'd be like all against college basketball. I'd hate college kids if they cost me a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, the NCAA was not happy about this billion dollar bracket challenge. Why? Why are they not happy? They're making a billion dollars off these kids. Understandably so, though. I have a big issue with that. I don't even get into that tonight. I'm one of those people that has a, a real big issue on college athletes not being 
paid. Like, they can get a stipend through the school or, like, something. Right. I don't understand how you can make so much money off them. But then logically say back, like, no, you can't make any money off your likeness or what you do. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Too tough. But I'm glad yeah. you asked that question because it was something that I was thinking about recently. And um, glad you asked. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to talk about the amazing time that we had last night. Oh, yeah? Not last night. I'm sorry. Last week on the show. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about last night like I did something that I can share with you guys on air, wink, wink. But I um, had a really, really good show last week where we did um, the In Rotation playlist. And I'm sorry, just, you know how it is when people start texting you for shout outs. So um, last week's In Rotation playlist, shout out to my sister Ty Elise, who brought us a very, very good playlist. I enjoyed that last week. A lot of people hit me up and they enjoyed it and they want to do their own playlist now. And one person actually hit me up and asked me when were when was the Q Man and T Mitch doing um their playlist again. So we didn't we didn't remind everybody last week that Q and I are gonna do a a face off type playlist on August thirteenth gonna be his playlist against my playlist song for song and we're gonna let the listeners decide who the winner is yeah you and i are gonna discuss i already know what i want when i win (laughs) because i still think we should do separate shows yeah i know that's what you think but I would much rather we go head to head, but we can discuss it off air. We'll get Sister Sweet's opinion and get some other folks' opinion as well, see how they feel about it. But yeah, like I said, I'll and what I want. Just to throw it out there, I think that since I have had questionably the greatest Wednesday night ever with my in rotation playlist, I think I should be given the first choice. You should be given the first choice, or you get to go first. No, I should be given choice of how it's done in terms of whether or not to have separate nights. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. But what we can do is again speak with, you know, XDL, see what they think, run it by some listeners, see what they think. The listeners, I suppose, who love the idea of the, the song, the song back and forth thing they absolutely love it and I got I don't like band back together I went and got my girls I went and got my backup singers and told them that we gotta get back to the studio like you can't tell me now that <laughs> that we not we not gonna do it so you know tell us we gotta worry about that but we'll talk about that we'll discuss that right now technically it's <laughs> August 13th you all see Q-Man trying to get out of that but we'll talk about that and if we do do the face-off like you know now we do the face-off and I win there's no more debate. You go back to doing the big introductions. You would win because you're doing it your way. Okay. I would I would win because I'm putting it in the fans' hands. If the fans decide that my playlist was better than yours, and that's just the fans' decision. Remember, I don't just do a playlist. I do a whole presentation. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm listening. I, look, I took it easy the first time around it was my birthday I was tired 
I did songs that we could play in full length. I didn't go as deep as everyone else did. I took it easy. I'm even giving the month of May away this year so that I can put all the energy I need to into my playlist. Like, don't sleep. <laughs> don't do that. And Sister Sweetness album saying, wait until her playlist. So she feels like your playlist ain't even going to be the best one. By the time she But yeah, great time on last week's show. Um, what I meant by like this weekend, I went out to New York. I was in the city this weekend. I was at um, Pulse. You were at who? Pulse, the karaoke nightclub. Oh, okay. Yes, having a very, very good time. Shout out to everybody that was at Pulse on Saturday night, um, especially the inebriated brothers of the Caucasian persuasion that was singing um, <laughs> Love in the Club. <laughs> My God. Um, very, very funny. I had a really, really good time. Uh, I might go back out. I don't know when, but had a really, really good time. I was getting everybody out of Pulse. Karaoke is fun, man. Not just Filipinos aren't the only ones that do it. I like karaoke. I can't see. Now, I can't see you because you like 8 foot 20. I can't see you doing karaoke. <laughs> I just like to watch. Oh, okay. So you don't actually get up there on stage and sing? No. We might have to put something together, man. We could do that. Because <laughs> you get to do rap songs, too. So you could tap into your inner thug and... You know, do DMX and Jay Z songs from the nineties. Really? Yeah, they they got the rap songs too. It's not just singing. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, shout out everybody that went pulse. Had a very very good time. And again, uh, this is the third Wednesday of the month, so tonight will be the Wednesday rewind. We'll be on Mike Bone, Chancellor Soul, to join us so we can spotlight another great. Soul artist uh, tonight being Otis Redding. You know about Otis Redding too much? I'm not trying to put I you on the spot I, or anything. I know his name, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear some stuff that I know, mm-hmm. but I didn't associate with Otis Redding. So I'm going to be okay. learning and listening tonight. And tonight we're doing something a little different. We're going to go with a mix. Tonight, so instead of going, you know, one song here, one song here, or two over here, and then you know, jumping back and forth, we're gonna talk a little bit with the chancellor. Then we're gonna play the mix that we have. Um, and didn't he sing when a man loves a woman? I'm sorry, what was that? Didn't he sing when a man loves a woman originally? That's a question for for the chancellor, I don't pretend to know <laughs> information about artists that we spotlight. I don't do that. I just, I'm here to listen. My notebook is out. My mother would be ashamed because she loves all this writing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear a lot of this stuff. By the end of the song, I'm like, oh yeah, I know him. So again, shout out to everybody who is listening. Shout out again to Tylee's back in the chat room. Um, I want to say this on air for all the listeners. We don't want you guys to think that this is just something that, you know, we do for y'all. We have y'all come on the show and do y'all play with and no one is paying attention. Don't believe that. The CEO of XTDL.com was listening last week. He texted us all as he was heading to South by Southwest that he loved the show last week and it was his 
favorite show. And Q and I have been on the air almost two years now. Hmm. That says a lot. And Q's song keeps with nobody. The last week's <laughs> show was his favorite show. <laughs> well, okay. So again, that's he's not going to admit that. Come on. He's not going to admit that my show was his favorite. Come on. Anyway, shout out again to Ali for having the favorite show. Again, listeners, just hit us up. Get us up on Twitter at the Neo Soul Show or Facebook at facebook.com slash the Neo Soul Show. You can email us, the Neo Soul Show at gmail.com and just submit your playlist to us, seven to ten songs, and we'll respond back to you, let you know if we can get you on air. And I do believe Q is working on the artist that's going to do the annotation playlist for the next month. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We did talk about it. That was a test to make sure that you were paying attention. Of course, man. Okay, so unless so, you got anything else too you want to talk about before we bring the chance on? No, man. Nothing at all. He was just talking about trading Deshaun Jackson. That's nothing you want to talk no. about. No, they're not getting rid of him. That's just thought. I do want to okay. ask Chancellor about that bracket thing, though. Okay, but well, before we go any further, I did point out I had my lit rant last week. I wanted to point out to you, I didn't realize how important red meat was to me. Just missing people, saying I'm tired. My eye, my left eye has been twitching, and I am like very, very much aggressive. Like I feel like the next person that sits next to me with a hamburger, it might be your life. It's gonna be a problem, seriously. I'm going to sleep for like eight, nine hours, waking up tired. Like, I need some beef flow. Seriously. I need like to be over so I can hit Shake Shack and get a couple of double cheeseburgers. It's a problem. I just wanted to say that because you laughed so hard last week. So everybody that, you know, I'm the only person that can not like, let go of red meat and still be aggressive. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man, I need it, seriously. So, without further ado, again, it is the Wednesday Rewind. We are spotlighting Otis Redding tonight, and we cannot, and because we choose to, will not do the Wednesday Rewind without our favorite guest, Avi Chancellor of Soul, Mr. Mike Boom. Mike, we got you on the line? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Booney. Hey, how's it going? All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, I can't wait to talk about Otis Redding, but I gotta ask you what I've been asking everybody first. Mm-hmm. This Warren Buffett college for college basketball bracket thing. Is Warren have, Buffett have what? Said it again. <laughs> you know the NCAA college basketball tournament. Yeah. Okay. Well, Warren Buffett has offered a billion dollars to anyone that can make submit a perfect tournament sheet getting all of the games right now that's almost impossible but it's been done before so what I've been asking everybody they had him on a show and basically he said that they asked him what would you do if someone had a perfect sheet going into the final four which is the last three games and he said I would call them and try to buy them out. I'd offer them 10 or 15 million. Right. So what I want to know is if you had a perfect sheet going into the final four and Warren Buffett called you and said, I'll give you 10, 15 million right now, tax free. Would you take it 
or would you let it ride for the billion? Let it ride for the billion. There you go. <laughs> Who wants to measly that ride for the billion? <laughs> there you go. That's what I wanted to hear, man. <laughs> I couldn't do it, Mike. I took the punk way out. He called me. I'm thinking 12. Oh. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's what I had to ask you. I don't know if you heard us talking about Otis Redding before you came on a little bit, mm-hmm. but I was saying to Mitch, I I want to say he's the original singer of When a Man Loves a Woman. Is that right? No, Percy Sledge Whoops. is the singer of um, When a Man Loves a Woman. They but you know they're like in the same well that Southern Soul. That's probably why you. You know, okay. he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Percy Slizzy was the one that uh, recorded that uh, that particular song. Okay. And they recorded the same studio, actually, in Fame Studios in, in uh, Muscle Schultz, Alabama. So, really? you know, yeah. Uh-huh. Same musicians, basically. And, um, yep, sure did. Recalls uh, Fame Studios out there in Muscle Schultz. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, yep, Percy Sledge is the man. Well, we're looking forward to hearing about Otis Redding tonight. Otis is undoubtedly one of the greatest soul singers ever lived, basically. And, um, you know, he had a style that was unmatched, you know, to this day. And, um, you know, his, his, his legacy continues to grow each time, you know, because... Which I'm very proud of because uh, in growing up listening to his music, and I got to see him one time, but I was very young at the Apollo. Wow. And yeah, and um, all I remember was this big guy walking across the stage and had his band back, you know, back in band, and mm-hmm. he just literally turned, literally turned the stage out, you know, turned mm-hmm. the show out, basically, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's undoubtedly he, he, he's he's unmatched, and uh, his legacy continues to lives on through movies and you know movie trailers and television shows. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's it, it's unreal. Wow! And he's the king. He's the king of the Memphis sound. Hmm. Okay, That's so Sister Sweet Sweet didn't say anything in the chat room. The king of the Memphis sound. Mm. Like Sister Sweet normally jumps all over Memphis whenever Memphis gets mentioned. She even shouts out the Grizzlies. Well, you know, it has to be about good dry rub. I <laughs> hear <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> oh, so for T. Mitch's sake, and I, a little bit for myself, tell us a couple of his most famous hits. Well, my goodness. Um, of course, sitting on the dock of the bay, you know, is his signature song. Uh, unfortunately, he never lived to see that song, you know, really become number one and his first million seller. It's like a, you know, it was released after his death, and uh, that is the most known song. But his composition is "Respect" that Aretha Franklin recorded. He was the one that wrote that song and recorded it first. And two really? years later, she came and, and recorded that. Yeah. Um, respect. I would say these arms of mine. Um, let's see. Pain in my heart. That's like another one. Tra- tribal mm-hmm. tenderness, of course. 
uh, you know, Jay-Z and Kanye West sampled that for the oldest song they did a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Try a Little Tenderness, I would say Tramp, his duet with uh, Carla Thomas, another great uh, Memphis Soul female artist. Um, I also, I would say Fa, 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 sad song. Uh, interesting title because if anybody out there heard the song, it's basically... That was named after his um, horn riffs. He would just describe the type of horn riffs that he wants the Memphis horns to play. And he would just shake his fist. I want that fa 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 That's that sound. fa 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 you know. And so his collaborator was Steve Cropper, the guitarist for M- Boogie T and the MGs. Uh, they always collaborated on songs. You know, like Mr. Pitiful, that was another one. Because the DJ down south, they called him Mr. Pitiful because he sounds so pitiful in his songs. And so he would nickname him Mr. Pitiful every time he played Otis Redding's song on his show. So they got the idea of writing. As a matter of fact, Steve Cropper was taking a shower, and he came up with the idea of Mr. Pitiful. And they're in the car. He picked up Otis, and they're in the car, and Otis is beating on his legs, you know, they call me Mr. Pitiful, you know, and, and they came up with the concept of the song, and they wrote it and recorded it. So that one, and I would say uh, his remake of um, the Rolling Stones' Satisfaction, mm-hmm. uh, he did that one, and um, my God, it's so many. It's so many. Um, this is My Lover's Prayer, you know. I've Been Loving You Too Long, another masterpiece that's been uh, featured in television shows and, you know, in movies. His collaboration with the great Jerry Butler, you know, Chicago soul singer. Um, they were in a hotel, and Jerry had this a few of these lyrics, and uh, they were doing a show in Buffalo. So they collaborated in this hotel room, and Otis said, "Well, let me take it home, and I'll finish it, you know, you know, and and I'll record it." No, he said well, he said he recorded, but he said, "Let me take it home, and I'll finish it." So he said, Jerry Butler said, "Oh, two weeks later." Otis had called him and said, you know that song you gave me, you know, to finish? He said, yeah. Well, I recorded it. He said, you got to be kidding. So he played the song for him. And Jerry said it, it, it was totally different from, you know, the concept that he had, you know, about the song. And the next thing you know, that came his, his, his next masterpiece. So, yeah, those are the main songs that a lot of people... Oh, of course, I got to mention Love Man. Because Love Man was featured in the movie Dirty Dancing. With Patrick Swayze, wow! And yeah, there's a scene in there where they dance to "Love Man," Otis Redding's "Love Man." <laughs> so yeah, oh, this is a big deal. Wow! I knew some of those songs, Carol. So I thought it was gonna be one. I know of those. you did. I know the song. I just didn't associate it with Otis, but I do know. Mm-hmm. Those songs, so I'm looking forward to hearing a little more about it. Mike, um, Sister Sweet in the chat room wanted us to ask you who do you feel is the heir or has become the heir to the Southern music sound? You mean today or just in general? I guess let's 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 go with in general. In general? Okay, I see Al Green. Uh, he was like a predecessor to Otis Redding after Otis Redding was, was you know, killed in the plane crash. Um, I would say Sil Johnson, the father of Selena Johnson, the female singer on R&B Divas. Um, my God, um, O.B. Wright, 
another Southern soul singer, James Carr. Uh, oh boy, there's so many. Percy Sledge, of course, Wilson Pickett. Um, it, it, it's, it's quite a few. It's a whole lot of them. I would have to say the biggest one after Otis Redding would be Al Green because he carried that sound into the 70s and, you know, it, 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 it just mastered it. So those are some of the people I would say. Carla Thomas is another one. Bugatini MGs. Uh, man, geez, boy, so many. <laughs> so many, but those are, the, those, those are the people that I can think of now where it being so many artists to capture that Memphis sound. You know, but I would really say the big uh, predecessor is Al Green. Okay. Okay, Sister Sleep okay with that. She 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 typed Al Green in the chat room also. She's open up. Oh, okay. All right, Q, you was all excited. You couldn't wait to start talking about Otis. What's going on, man? You sound quiet over there. I'm listening. Otis was fantastic. I know he died really young. Yeah. Yeah, very young. And that's, you know, he was on the, you know, the peak of his success, you know, when he was killed, unfortunately, you know, in the plane crash, which was extremely sad, you know. Um, One of the second... Uh, plane crashes at that time before then it was like Big Holly I mean um, Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper and uh, Richie Valens mm-hmm. I think uh, about eight seven eight years before you know as far as the rock and roll singers and you know right. entertainers um, another country singer named uh, I think it was I don't know it was Jim Reeves or one of them had was also killed in a plane crash you know so you know, it was very, really, really sad that Otis, you know, it was really sad and shocking that, you know, uh, he was killed. Him and the Barkays. I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard them. I mentioned, you know, the Barkays mm-hmm. were the original Barkays, except two members were killed in that plane crash. And one surviving member was a trumpet player named Ben Cauley. And when the plane had, you know, landed in the icy waters, you know, in um, Wisconsin, he was a sole survivor. You know, the, uh, the unfortunate thing was he had listened to his bandmates die when they all drowned. You know, they, they were calling for help, and he couldn't get to them. And the, and the water, he said, was so cold. You know, his legs was numb. And he said he blanked out. He said the only thing he remembered was the, the lifeguard people pulling them in. And all the barcades, they went under. Otis was under, you know, and strapped in his seat when he was killed. And after they pulled, you know, the bodies up, Jet Magazine had got a lot of, oh, man, just about hate mail because they had pictured, you know, the pictures they had put on the magazine of, you know, Otis being strapped in the chair and him, his body being lifted up, you know, from the waters. And a lot of people were outraged that Jet, Jet Magazine would publish those pictures. So, yeah, it was it was a big thing. They publish what pictures? They, pu- the they publish pictures, pictures of, uh, of Otis Redding's, you know, yeah, when they pulled him out of the icy water. In the water. Right. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So they got a lot of flack, you know, from people all over the country saying, how could you publish these pictures? You know, who mm-hmm. want to see that, you know? 
But Otis had died a millionaire, you know, and, um, you know, he has three kids. And his kids, actually, two of his sons and the cousin had a hit record in 1980 called Remote Control. They were the Riddings. And they had two hits, Class is What You Got and Remote Control. And they also did a version of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. So his kids were successful for a little while, you know. And, um, so yeah. Otis was a big deal, you know. All right. And then wow. also the time he was crossing over to a white audience when he played mm-hmm. the Monterey Pop in 67 with Booger T and the MGs. You know, he just didn't know, you know, the, you got to remember, it was like a closed society in Memphis when they were just doing the music and they were having fun and putting records out, you know. But they didn't realize on the other side of the world, like England, which they, they toured, they had the Stax Volk tour in England in 1967, in March 67. Matter of fact, 40, what was it, 47 years this month, uh, they went on tour in England and sold out every show. And Otis was, you know, he was over there before. And um, they, they, you know, everywhere they went, standing ovations, sold out shows. And mm-hmm. didn't realize the popularity of their music over there. And then came the Monterey Pop months later. And Otis, that's how he wrote Sit on the Dock of the Bay because uh, John Phillips and the Mamas and Papas hosted, you know, the show along with, um, oh, the man that was running the Monterey Power, I can't think of his name right this minute, but he let Otis stay on this boat in Sausalito, California. So that's how he came up with Dock of the Bay because he was actually on the Dock of the Bay on, his, on, on the boat. So, hey. wow. Yeah. Well, why don't we take a little time and play some of the music from Otis Redding, and then we'll get back and uh, talk a little bit more about the music, because I think uh, I will have been refreshed with what I know, and uh, Q will have gotten a little more comfortable talking about Otis, and he won't be in listening mode anymore. All right, so the Neil Show will be right back, and these are the classics from Mr. Otis Redding. Arms of mine, they are lonely, lonely and fielding in blue. These arms of mine. 